choices are made that you wish you could change. Your actions definitely affect other people around you. Maybe if I had spoken up, the entire night could have gone differently. I think it's something that we and Aiden will have to live with and process for the rest of our lives. I am a teenager and this happened to me. These things are real. I'm Dr. Kelly Browning, Executive Director of Impact Teen Drivers. In this final episode, I finished my conversation with Aiden, his passenger, and his parents about the devastating consequences they have faced and how they are moving forward. Officer Baldonado provides us with some tips to help keep us all safe on the roadways. It won't happen to me. A podcast brought to you by Impact Teen Drivers in partnership with the California Highway Patrol and the Office of Traffic Safety. with you and I having these discussions when, when I've asked you about how you, how you felt, you know, what were the consequences, these things, and you saying, you know, I didn't think it would happen to me. Right. And isn't that what really all of us think in any situation that potentially could go bad, it's not going to happen to us. This happens to other people. So I want you to tell me a little bit about what it's like now to face that kind of reality that you took someone's life. It's really hard to face the reality. I mean, I've definitely faced it better than two years ago from when it happened and definitely from when I've got out of jail. But I mean, I'm honestly, and I think my whole life, I'm going to understand it more and more every day, every year as this life goes on. And, you know, I'm still trying to figure out why this happened and really kind of how it was caused. I mean, I know how, but just kind of find the deeper meaning of it is what I'm trying to do. I think Aiden um, lacked the proper tools to control impulsivity. And, you know, that that's, I, I'm sure that's probably true for a lot of young young drivers you know i picture a situation where you're in a a car with a top down probably playing the music too loud girl in car which then becomes you know showing off so poor choices just really really poor choices why do you think that night you chose to make decisions behind the wheel that you wouldn't have normally made? Why that night? I think it was just me just being impulsive, I guess, and trying to act cool and like try and impress like this girl that I was kind of seeing at the time. I think what caused the crash that night was a mix of instigation I think um, reckless driving, um, not paying enough attention and peer pressure. And in hindsight, I wish I would have warned Aiden more about peer pressure and saying no to peer pressure. We talked about it with drugs and alcohol, but I think we could have talked about it more in terms of driving. Was there peer pressure that night? Yeah, 
there was definitely peer pressure that night, definitely from her friends who were trying to egg me on. And I was the one who eventually got out of control. And definitely just having the pressure of like a girl in my car that I like. So the ride really changes when you're with your friends because your friends are doing things that you know your parents would not do. So when you're with your friends, it feels like a rush. You get adrenaline from doing something that either you're not allowed to do or staying past curfew or doing a drug or, you know, doing things that you know you're not allowed to do. It's a natural endorphin when you're in that moment because it makes you feel good. And in some situations, it can be the opposite. You can get a gut feeling in your stomach and it can actually make your stomach twist up and you just go along with it because you think that it's right in that moment. Aiden, how do you think your crash has affected your parents? Your actions definitely affect other people around you. I know during the year I was incarcerated, it was definitely the hardest time for them not having their son at home and dealing with attorneys and court and things like that. So I know it had a big toll on them and it was really hard on them dealing with it every day and also dealing with my sister and taking care of her at the same time. We can never underestimate what this was like for her. Crash affected my little sister um, tremendously. And I know she was really hurt by it, not being able to have her older brother at home. A lot of kids at her school were talking about it and kind of pointing at her, oh, that's her brother. You know, she ended up being bullied and um, ended up having to leave her school and go to a different school. Do you remember some of the things you discussed with Aiden about driving? We literally had a contract, staying within all of the laws, making sure you don't have someone in the car with you when you're driving, you know, because that's a huge distraction. No texting and driving. We don't want you eating and driving. The music needs to be at a minimal level because you know all of those things can be distractions. When we talk about distracted driving, especially for young drivers, it's not only the phone, it's the music and what's going on in the car. The difficulty comes in because with I had a bunch of restrictions and a lot of my friends did not have those restrictions. So my parents enforcing curfews on me, checking up on me, I would get shamed for that. When in reality, it was my parents trying to keep me safe. He knew the law. We knew the law. He Um, knew our agreement. He knew our agreement. And he made a different choice that night. Were you allowed to have other people in your car? Um, No, I wasn't. But I did anyways, because I thought, I'm just driving my friends, like, what's the big deal? What's going to happen? Like, if I can drive my sister, why can't I drive my friend? So, yeah, I wasn't allowed to, but when I had the chance, I did. A lot of these crashes, they're not about bad kids doing bad things. They're about really good kids, kids just like most of our kids, 
that unfortunately choose to make a few poor decisions that change lives forever. If you could rewind, right? And unfortunately we can't, we know we can't, but if you could rewind to that night while you're sitting on the couch and you're bored and the phone rings, it's not about not going out because we all have to have a social life. We all have to do things, but I want to know what kind of things you would choose to do different. Yeah. I mean, there are many things I would do different. I mean, I would have gone out still. I'm sure I would have gone out still. But I think the main thing I could have done differently is definitely like try and drive more safely, try and change my mindset of that night. What are the consequences that are going to happen? Like if I drive recklessly and speed, this is what's going to happen as we found out. And if not, then what's the consequence that's going to happen from that? Like it's going to be a good consequence or a bad consequence. So just thinking about that and trying to change my mindset and what am I accomplishing like by driving like this like nothing good is going to come out of it to just changing the way I drive and also like kind of not listening to the people who are trying to influence me to drive like that I mean I've never hung out or met them before why am I listening to them why am I trying to take their advice like I should have been myself and drive safely. Aiden kind of reminds me of me prior to what had happened where stellar student, you know, um, he did nothing bad um, for the most part. He was a teen just about to experience life. Thanks Officer Baldonado. Can you comment on how important the passenger Nicole's role was that night? You know what, that's a, that's one thing that's a lot that's overlooked um, within these crashes, Kelly. The the uh, the passenger, um, the passenger has just as much influence as a driver does, um, and you know, unfortunately, a lot of times your passengers are afraid to speak up. You know, whether or not they don't want to, you know, want to look bad, they want to be cool, they don't want to be, you know, the uh, the party pooper. But I think it's huge. You know, if you ever feel my message to all passengers out there, you ever feel that you're in danger, to speak up. Nicole, do you think if you'd have spoke up to Aiden and told him you were feeling unsafe, do you think he would have either slowed down, pulled over, or done something different? Yeah, I do. I think I think if I um, spoke up to Aiden and told him that I was unsafe, I definitely do think that he would have pulled over and stopped the car. The voice of a passenger matters. I think if you're a passenger in a car that is going that fast it's so important to speak up and state that you're uncomfortable to stop the car right now because that itself could have prevented such a big loss. When you're in a car, don't you look over to your passenger and say, hey, can you look up directions? Hey, can you direct me where to go? And ultimately you do have a role no matter what it is. So when you take on the role of being a front passenger in a car, there is a level of responsibility that comes within. Every single person has a voice, especially if you're young, no matter if you're 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, just because you're young and in high school, middle school, and you're with your friends, you still have a voice. Your, your body, your mind, your soul, everything that matters, you matter. And, and seeing hundreds upon thousands of crashes in my short career, every crash that I've been to has been preventable. Now, if everyone is doing everything what they're supposed to be doing, I would have a boring day. 
I mean, which is totally fine with me. And if everyone's doing, everyone's not distracted, everyone's obeying the speed limit, we wouldn't have any crashes. Um, there is what we call a primary collision factor, and, you know, cop jargon, and a PCF. And there's always someone at fault. Um, like I said, an accident is, is something that you can't prevent, but the collision you can. It shouldn't take this for somebody to start making better choices. I want to know what advice would you give other parents as their kids are beginning to drive and they have good kids? The talk. I think the thing that we could have talked most about was what distracted driving really is, that it's not only about a phone and texting, that someone else in the car, loud music, someone talking in the car, being in a convertible, that's just too much for most drivers to handle. Yet a young man who's only been driving for six months. Good kids make poor choices. Your right. kid ever forgot to brush their teeth. We had no reason not to trust Aiden. Yeah, it's not about trust. That's, that's what we try and help parents understand. This isn't yeah. trust. This is your kid, like anything else in life that's potentially dangerous, it takes practice. It takes time and it takes effort to learn how to do it in a safe environment. I want to know, are, were either of you familiar with the California graduated driver licensing laws um, that, that is the three-tier process to getting a driver's license in our state and what parameters your, your son had on his license at that point? We did know. I think that people, I think parents, we don't know it as the grad, you know, the graduated license law. We know it as you first get your learner's permit, you have to get so many hours, then you get your driver's license, you have a year where you can't have anyone in the car, and then you're kind of given more freedom. Did you have your seatbelt on that night? Yeah, I did. Luckily. I mean, I always wore my seatbelt, but if I didn't, or if my passenger didn't, um, either one of us would have flown out of the car. Distracted driving, any type of distraction, is a silent killer. You know what? Plan ahead. Um, whenever you're taking a trip, think of what you need to do. You know, check around the vehicle, and that's what we do kind of for work. You know, plan that trip ahead. Do whatever you need to do to make that vehicle safe. Make sure you have a full tank of gas. Uh, make sure all your, your lights work and whatnot. Buckle up, obviously, first thing and foremost, as soon as you get within the vehicle, uh, that should be second nature, right? And, you know, if you're the passenger, do me a favor, speak up. Speak up when you feel uncomfortable. Speak up when you think things are getting a little out, little out of hand. Um, a couple of clever excuse, say you're sick, you're not feeling well, you know, that way you can put yourself out of the situation. And please, please, if anything, just drive distraction free. We have all these distractions within the world. We don't need to add to that. So please uh, take heed and do so. Now, hey, guys, I know what it's like to want everything now and to experience life and all the things that this world has to offer. And believe me, there are a lot to offer. But guess what? Time's on your side. Imagine your life as a blank notebook with pages upon blank pages, and you have that awesome opportunity to write your own narrative. There will be good chapters and there will be bad chapters in your life. But the point is, is that it is your own story. No matter where you came from, no matter what troubles and personal storms that you have gone through, what matters is what's in front of you right now as you're listening to this message. Please continue to take care of yourselves, be safe, and know that you make a difference.
Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to make a difference as best I can. I mean, I believe if I can get through one person's ear about this, then I can get through many other teenagers that this is real. I mean, I am a teenager. I'm 19 right now. This happened to me when I was 16. So I understand teenagers and that when they're in assemblies and stuff and people are speaking that they just hear blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're paid to come and talk to us or different things like that, or they don't really pay attention. But I really hope that they pay attention. And because I want to be here to influence you and have a positive impact. And I hope that this story can help you realize that things do happen when you're driving and just to be careful and safe and cautious because I am a teenager and this happened to me. These things are real. You choosing to share the worst thing that's happened with you really does influence others' behavior. We've asked Aiden, does he want to remember this day um, and always have a memorial? And he has said yes. So that's the way we remember it, but it's something that you live with every day. And I don't think it ever goes away. A few weeks ago was on March 29th was when it was two years since crash occurred. And we remember every year and we light candles and it just like breaks my heart a lot. I just start crying a lot. Why do you do that then? Because he doesn't deserve to be forgotten. It's hard to say this, but I was the one who took his life. And the way I kind of look at it now is he's kind of a, he's a, a part of my life. Nicole, what do you hope by sharing your story? What do you hope happens? Well, I hope by sharing my story that I can really reach young teens and they can relate to me because I was your average, typical, normal high schooler, just living this fast life with my friends. And it's just at that peak time where everyone gets their licenses and you're so excited. Take a step back and look at how it could really impact someone and how it could really affect you and and I want, really want people to be like, wow, this could happen to me. This could have been me. I'm trying to tell others that these are the consequences if you decide to drive like I did that night. I just want to try and change somebody's life, whoever's listening to this, and hope they can really understand the words I'm saying. And they can realize that this isn't a joke. And when you get in the car, it's not all fun and games. A car is a deadly weapon and is a vehicle that can do a lot of damage and is really powerful. Hopefully I can impact other people's lives in a positive way to make sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else. Thank you for listening to It Won't Happen To Me. Remember, car crashes are the number one killer of teens, but the choice is up to us. We can prevent these deaths and injuries by making safer choices every single ride.
Fatalities due to reckless and distracted driving are 100% preventable. Aiden and his family choose to share the worst moment in their life in the hopes that each of us will make better decisions. It Won't Happen to Me is produced by impacting drivers with support from the California Highway Patrol and funding provided by the California Office of Traffic Safety through the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Subscribe and share this podcast to help stop preventable car crashes.